There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Benjamin Millipede. That is how you say it, not Millipede. I want to hear it from a French person. Benjamin Millipede. Benjamin Millipede. We apologize in advance. Yeah, sorry. That's a terrible French accent, but I pronounce Natalie Portman's husband wrong. I'll have to really put that to memory. Hey, everybody. It's Dawn. <laughs> I'm sure the audience was really concerned, Dawn. <laughs> it's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. I really wish she would learn how to pronounce people's well, names. Well, I'm sure there are emails. It's just no, sometimes I really we have think... lots of names to pronounce and... You it's think okay, you're doing it right your whole life. It's okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we have to get into some more serious discussions here. <laughs> Not really. Very, very serious. Should we do some TV? Yeah, let's talk about boobs on tubes. Boobs on tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on tubes. Boobs on tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on tubes. We're not talking about actual boobs, because I don't think I saw any boobs in Ted Lasso. Hey, Mike, by the way, did you watch Ted Lasso? We did not. We okay. kind of jumped from different streamers, and then that's the next one on our list. So, so. you and Don both are not my audience, but... No, I, but I know everyone loves it. No, not everyone, well, but ooh. we'll get to that. So we did finally, over the weekend, even though it's been done for a, a little bit now, the third season, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, uh, per, uh, lest you haven't seen it yet, but we did in our home finally finish Ted Lasso. And I will say, there was a lot of emotion last night on the couch. Oh. I almost said our address to please, I won't do that again. Because <laughs> you ever refer to like your house as the address, like no, the numbers? No, okay. never. Like, you know, at 6592, uh-huh. over at 6592 last night, we got there was a lot of emotion on the couch. Anyway, okay. that's not our address, but... The moral is South Minneapolis. So in South Minneapolis, uh, lots of tears last night and laughter because it was the end of the third season, which likely will be the end of the show. And, you know, it is not an easy thing to end a series. Right. Or to end a show well. Sometimes I think actually the penultimate show, uh, episode is better than the finale because you, you there's so <laughs> much me. pressure i think to land the plane in a certain way and do all the things and tie up all the loose ends mm-hmm. that it's just too much and it gets overwhelming or it just didn't end the way the plot doesn't take it in a direction that the audience loved with with in the case of ted lasso i would argue that the plot was almost irrelevant however by that i mean like where the characters ended up and what the characters ended up doing i think they could have done a 
bunch of different things and still landed the plane beautifully like they did because with this show, I think the people who loved it loved it for the emotional connection they had with the characters Mm. on the show so that you were almost, I mean, you wanted good things for them. Okay. If they deserved it. Right. Like, you know, like in any series that you love, but, uh, you that's not as important like the specifics weren't as much important as the feeling like that there was an emotional closure and i don't want to speak too vaguely about it and again i'm talking to two people who who haven't seen it yet but it felt for me that it was a very emotionally cathartic Mm. series finale okay which is such a delight because i can't tell you how many series i've watched and i'm sure you've had this experience too where you're just like, that's the end. Yeah, that doesn't. I don't feel good about that. Yeah, right. So, what was it about? Was it? Was there a favorite character that you had? No, honestly, favorite character. I I would have a hard time picking a favorite character because I we talked a little bit about this before the the show today. I really felt like each character in Ted Lasso was sort of a facet of a human being. So, like every, I think everyone can relate to. Or people I could relate to everyone in the cast. Okay. Like, because each of them had just very relatable parts to themselves. Right. So they'd be like, oh, I have, you would say like, I have a little bit of those qualities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't think, I mean, just for like, you know, Hannah uh, Waddingham, is that Mm -hmm. her name? She, her character, she's just a beautiful person and an incredibly talented person. And so I could watch her do anything. Uh, I think the most surprising character for me was Ted Lasso. That is Jason Sudeikis. I don't think I really cared for Jason Sudeikis that much as an actor. Before or, this. Or I didn't feel particularly drawn to him. Yeah. But what they what he does with Ted Lasso, you know, was just crazy to me. Right. Like and it has an way. overall positivity to it that just makes you happy. When yeah. You're... I was reading a, uh, an op-ed about because I think some people were put off by the positivity and the optimism of the characters. It's not that they didn't have bad things or struggle. And in fact, the last episode, again, no spoilers, but there's some like intense emotional stuff mm. that's deep and dark. And, but it's treated with such an optimism and a love oh. and a reassurance and a healthy sort of big fat hug that it just, it, I don't know. And it's that just big, bad, very... dark thing, like, is that something that everybody could relate to? In or, some way. In, in, maybe it, not specifically. Be... But family. like Family, family of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted to give a great big thank you to, you know, everyone behind that show. Because it is, again, so unique in this day and age that so many people could connect with something so positive. But it wasn't, to me, it wasn't disingenuous it was totally believable yet completely off the wall if that makes any sense okay yeah all right well so you give it what how many stars how many ticket stubs or how well i'm not paul mcguire grimes but if i were gonna give it uh i would say it's definitely a five out of five five out of five wow okay i mean for just the ability to it went. It got a little weird in the second season, but I think it really did pay off. You and there's know, just three seasons. There's just three seasons. Okay. Yep. Or yeah. series, as the British would say. That's true. Now, John, I know we could talk about Ted Lasso for the all day long, yeah. but you actually wanted to share with us something you're obsessively <sighs> watching, and I can't wait to start. Okay. 
Thank you, Colleen. Colleen is the one while you were uh, vacationing and she filled in. She brought us the curious case of Natalia Grace. This was uh, it's six episodes and it was a three night event on the ID channel or you can watch it on Discovery Plus. If you have Max, it's on there as well. It is a docuseries that it's a story about a six year old Ukrainian orphan who has a rare form of dwarfism and the family that adopts Natalia Grace. It was a closed adoption, so they didn't have any information about the previous family. That's what a closed adoption is for. And you would be shocked if you started, even in the first episode, we were like, what is happening? You kind of get a lot of it, and you're like, well, what's the rest of the story? But you just can't stop watching. Well, you have to give people the, ta- I don't think it's spoiling anything to tell them, like, sure. I mean, what what they tease in the trailer, which is... Basically, that this is not a six-year-old. Yeah, this they is think a they're adopting adult. a six-year-old, and, and in fact, they're likely adopting a grown-ass, a person. grown woman who is pretending to be a six-year-old. And there are a lot of clues as to this being. Oh God, true. you were telling me some, and I was just mortified. So I think we need. She to watch also this. becomes, according to the parents, dangerous. Well, she's like she, holding a knife over, and them. she says, "I'm going to kill all of you." Now, these parents also have other kids. And so they're terrified. They're basically being held hostage by this adult who everyone's like, this is a child. And they're like, no, she has to be an adult. In the trailer, the parents, specifically the father, Mm. creeps me out. Totally. As much, if not more than that. so animated. You think, is he lying? Is he not lying? They end up, there's some problems within it where people think they're abusing the child who isn't a child. And so... It's really complicated, and I've watched two episodes. And What's it on? It is ID Channel, Discovery Plus, or Max. All right. I'm going to catch it's it. It's called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. When we come back, speaking of things that make us go, what? Kanye and his wife were huh? out and about this weekend, and it was really interesting. Donald, tell us why when we return right here on Mike. <laughs> now. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. I'm loving my new smile from Dakota Dental. In fact, you know, I've been on a dental implant journey. By the way, if you've got questions about dental implants, Dakota is the place to go. They are one of the premier dental implant specialists in the entire state of Minnesota for good reason. Uh, The journey I've been on with Dr. Barun, she's been so helpful and thoughtful and caring in this process, explaining to me in, you know, plain detail exactly what goes into the process what i can expect how much it's going to cost what to plan for etc 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 it's a multi-step process obviously and it also involved taking care of some of the teeth around the dental implant long story short i am very very pleased with the entire journey start to finish and that is no, no small thing so if you've been putting off questions about dental implants call dakota dental today otherwise if you just need a great dentist uh to get your teeth checked on a regular basis call dakota dental Dot com. Tell them Bradley sent you. We got to talk about Kanye and his crazy outfits. The story, Bradley, is not about the crazy outfits, but it's actually about paparazzi. Welcome to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I am Dawn. That is Bradley. That's Hi. Mike over there. And we 
You're listening to my talk, 1071. Okay, um, so Kanye was just trying to go to church, simply going to church. And I don't think Kanye ever simply goes to church, but (laughs) tell me what you mean. I mean, Kanye had his own church for a while, but I guess he's going to a different church. Um, And he was heading to church in L.A. on uh, Sunday with his... I love how TMZ always puts wife in quotes with his wife, Bianca (laughs) Sensori. Because it's never been proven that they're actually married. No. The latest with Kanye is that... um, Well, the story goes like this. They have video of him from a distance. So it looks like it's not them, but the paparazzi are chasing chasing Kanye. Yeah. And he has to stop his SUV and he yells out some things. And that's why I can't play the video. But just like you're going to have to stop following me. And he is so mad. Just dealing with this in your life, no matter how famous you are, I do have empathy for it. Like, I, I, I don't believe in the whole... Like, well, they're famous, so they deserve it. Or, you know what I'm saying? I just don't. No matter who you are, this kind of stuff shouldn't happen, especially if you're with your kids. He did have Psalm, his four-year-old, with him. And um, he's also, I want to now talk about the outfits. That's why we're here. I am so confused. I I don't know what kind of church they're going to. Well, I looked like at some other photos of them at going into church. And it seems like it's just, you know, people lining up, not wearing costumes. His wife is dressed pretty much as a lamp. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you could call that a lamp. It's a lamp. She is pretending to which gives be it, a lamp in the corner and not be noticed. Which gives it way too much intention. There's also people wearing white robes. robes. Yes, yes. So this is, you know. And he's wearing shoulder pads. Thank you. And leggings, yeah, like yoga pants, women's yoga pants. That's what they looks like. Lululemon. Yeah, like if he bent over, I'm gonna see more of Kanye than I want to. Yeah, and she, you know, you say lamp. We're get that the sounds con and the yay. <laughs> what? <laughs> she is wearing. You call it a lamp. I'm I, like, that's way too intentional. It's a bad Halloween costume is I what it looks like. It just looks like. It's a body stocking. First of all, she's, yeah, let's describe she it. can't use. Okay, so imagine, dear listeners, that you just took pantyhose, one leg, put it over your entire body. She has no arm. Like, I don't know how she holds on to anything. I don't know. Because her hands are under. There are no arms for it. Yeah, it's like a body condom, but with. Um, but then, but like, that's been circumcised. Y- yeah. That's or something, because there's a very penis, <laughs> like. You mean her head? Her head? <laughs> no, like the. You know. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you're in. You're in. This is okay. You can actually look at this, but it's probably more fun just to imagine. So you take black pantyhose, and it's a large. It's queen size. Okay, so you can fit it over your whole body. Yeah. Just one leg. Okay. Yeah. And then. And then I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
black boots, and then around your shoulder area, yeah, there is a God. What would you call skin? that? Foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I thought because it just looks like it. And looks, then her little head is poking yeah, through and the she foreskin. Looks very sad. Well, you can barely, it also looks like some, like she's an extra from Dune. Yes, yes. Like it literally, and he, and this is right next to Kanye, who, by the way, looks like, I don't know, a a Michael Flatley East German, like, (laughs) police office dancer. Yeah, because he's got this. (laughs) It's a black t-shirt and black women's tights. That's the only way I can, those have to be women's. And he's got shoulder pads. Yeah, the shoulder pads. Inside of a sweater. So it makes him look from the front. It makes him look like he's got insanely large shoulders. But from the back, it just makes him look like, I don't know, a Tron extra or something. (laughs) Yeah. They look ridiculous. (laughs) And then he's got his Lululemon pants on. Yeah. And his feet. Let's talk about his shoes. I'm assuming he made them. I mean, are they Yeezys? And I just don't. I mean, those aren't normal. They're like, right. They look like socks. Yeah. And but they're black and they're very flat footed and they sort of have a Velcro part at the top. It's not a solid looking shoe. Those shoes hurt so bad. She is hot in this costume. Well, because how do you get hugging or uh, figure formed? It's gross. And the shoes are so uncomfortable. I'm looking at them right now. And that you said hot, by the way, you just meant temperature. Temperature hot. Yes, she is hot in this costume. And, and they're going to church. And then there's a crowd shot where everybody's just hanging out like, we're going to church. And here's, like, Dune Lady. Right. Like, and you have to know. Everybody's like, what is she doing? It's like, that's... But but what is the message? Because I know that she Kanye... She can't touch to, anything. Kanye, she can't, this woman wasn't like this before she met Kanye. No. She didn't dress like this. And she's not a fashion model. Like, Julia Fox... His ex-girlfriend, who was the fashion Julia plate. Fox just got she outfoxed in that one. She was already wearing crazy things. Yeah. Like, she that's was already a known quantity. Exactly. This woman was a, like, home designer, Bianca Sensori, and now she's a lamp. I feel like it's a case of, like, too much money and somebody never telling you no. Yeah. Right? Like he it's just, just never says, I'm not doing that. Like if I came home with that outfit, Jamie would be like, You're not that's not you can't no never ever do that. And I won't be out with you in public. Exactly. And please take those shoulder pads out. Put on some pants and I don't want to I can a see lamp. your butt crack, dude. <laughs> I know. All right. When okay. we come back <laughs> something from, way more sophisticated. Uh we're going seven one. Maybe too much coffee, did it? I bump up the music, bump up the Adventures the of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Um, we got to get away. We got to go to the past because we are sort of disturbed by Kanye's shoulder pads and tights. So let's go back in time to the back lot. To the back lot, it's time to go. Time to go to the back lot. It's the lot that is in the back of a movie studio. To the back lot, it's time to go. Won't you join us in the back lot? We're meeting Bradley and Don in the back lot. Let's go. All right, let's go. Uh, We're going to talk about one of the first huge celebrity funerals. And that is the funeral of Rudolph Valentino. Oh. Okay, if you don't know who he is... 
This is um, a silent film actor in the 1920s. He died at age 31. Unfortunately, he collapsed. They didn't know he had appendicitis and perforated ulcers. And then after surgery, he basically got an infection and died. Now, he was only 31, and he was a heartthrob. I mean, heartthrob, it's not even the word for it. Women were crazy for Valentino. And at... Part in part of this story, I want you to actually talk about um, your experience because you've been to his grave. Yeah, I inadvertently ended up uh, next to his crypt. Right, yeah. right. Well, um, he was, of course, a star of of silent films, and women were crazy for him. He was just known Men as were a crazy lover. For him. Men, I mean, a lot women. Of yeah. That's right. Uh, Animals. <laughs> true. So when he died in 1926. It caused an outpouring of anguish Uh, in both Europe and America. Women reportedly killed or attempted to kill themselves over the news. What? Yes. Now, he had a very sordid um, in his 31 years. He had a lot of marriages, girlfriends, and just he was super, super into being in love and being known as a lover misogynistic at times yeah. but we will ignore that there's a would great... not be surprised if today he would not be very popular yes now a lot of people involved in his world you know took an opportunity when he passed away to cash in on some things uh, one of them being his ex-wife Jean Acker she released a commemorative song to cash in on his death weird what was the commemorative song like Valentino dead <laughs> not listened to it but we'll try to find it for you um and mostly i want to talk about someone whose career was ruined because this was the girlfriend at the time of valentino and her name is pola negri okay and she was a silent film actress she took things too far when he died by the way in new york at the time when they had their funeral procession there were thousands of people that showed up and yeah, it was like just huge. It like, was. So I'm going to let's just let's play a clip of this is um, this is about the of course, we don't have any footage or audio of her because she was a silent film actress. But this is um, a vintage YouTube channel that did a little piece on Pola Negri. Pola Negri looked like something from a storybook. She had jet black hair, pale skin that reporters compared to a camellia blossom and a sensual mouth that, painted bright red, read as something deep and mournful on screen. She was Polish by birth and Hollywood's first foreign import. The Tsar of Russia once said she had the most kissable hands in the world. Rudolf Valentino was an Italian actor who thrived in 1920s Hollywood and he died unexpectedly at age 31. In the wake of his death, Fans lined the streets in mourning, and it is said that Negri sent more than 1,000 red and white roses spelling out Pola to be placed near his coffin. At his funeral, which was attended by thousands, actress Pola Negri put on quite the show. After loudly announcing that she was Valentino's secret fiancée, Pola and Valentino were openly living together when he died. Pola's mourning of his death was interpreted by many as being ostentatious. Mm -hmm. The fine lines of Pola's public and personal life began to blur, and her fans slowly turned on her during this period of mourning. Always for the women. Always get screwed. Boy, so 
He was during the funeral. She actually said, I am his secret girlfriend. Like she announced it. Like it wasn't like now Pola is going to come up and talk about her brief relationship like, with Valentino. Actually, I want you all to know it was I that he truly loved. Yes. Out of all the women he. And so not only did she publicly just burst out, she also collapsed three times during the funeral. Oh, um, she also. She would cry and sob so loud that it was super distracting. And she also invited a press, a photo shoot of her coming out, going into the ceremony and out. This is like Kim Kardashian. This is the first publication ship. Like over 100 years ago. (laughs) Exactly. what year, 1921? 1926. Yeah, so literally 100 years ago. I know this is one of those things where I just love every time, and this is one of the beauties of going back to old Hollywood. Yeah. And there's so much good reading you can do on this subject. And by now, I'm sure podcasts and YouTube channels, because you just referenced one Mm -hmm. that we listened to a clip from, that you will just find so many overlaps and you realize nothing that happens today is new. It's just with better technology and plastic surgery. Yeah. Because she sounds literally like Kim Kardashian or any other celebrity, you know, like turning a a life moment into a huge publicity opportunity. Well, she did this a lot apparently. And it was kind of at the time, whenever silent movies were the thing, but now you know, we're getting through the time where people are like, okay, you're really dramatic all the time and <laughs> you've used all of my my last nerve to deal with you because it seemed so actory and over the top yeah. that people were like, eh. And so she's she has this big display of fa- flowers that she had made like from a thousand roses and put it on his casket. Mm. Like I am claiming this man as mine. Yeah. Meanwhile, his brother is coming from Italy and they didn't have the means to like fully the family didn't have the means to fully like plan the funeral. So she stepped in and did a lot of things like that and made herself front and center. Um, And then what really ruined her career was people going, "Okay, this is over the top. You, You have this like these reporters outside talking to you about your grief and on camera you pass out. (laughs) <laughs> another yeah. collapse. Yeah. She's so, and she's just wailing and so going dramatic. over the top. And then, you know what happens seven months later? She marries someone else. Oh. So surprise. I guess her grief really didn't last for that long. She got long. over it pretty quick. She got over it, I would say. If that was, if you, he was your one true love, like you said, you kind of did hook up with somebody else pretty quickly after and get married. You're saying perhaps... She was just using this as an opportunity to get attention. I'm not saying she didn't love him, but it's pretty apparent that that was just to her advantage. But it backfired on her. And then once she got married to the other person, she was done. Her career was done. People were like, oh, okay, Yeah. Well, and I'm sure she, like many in Hollywood, didn't survive the transition from, you know, silent pictures to moving or uh, to talkies. Talkies. That's right. Uh, experience because, well, in the case of being an immigrant, perhaps she had a strong accent. I don't know. Yes. I I don't know if that played a role at all, but it certainly played the role in a lot of people's careers ending because while they 
looked perfect for the screen in mm-hmm. American audiences. Oh, yes. They perhaps didn't sound. It really is. I love that story because it's so relatable of like in the age we live now where technology, you know, you might be great in one technology, but then another one comes along and can you adapt? And you see that all the time with people like, uh, I don't know. And well, now with technology coming so fast and furious, uh, right? everybody's head is spinning. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and going back to the funeral, um, they basically paraded his body around for people to see, like open casket. Then you could go into this viewing room, and I'm looking right now at a picture of him, his yeah. dead body. But people are saying that it was alleged to be a wax dummy to save it from wear and tear. Oh. A hundred thousand people lined well, up. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure they didn't have the same embalming practices we have today. So it's they're probably 1926. Like, he's, he's gonna get kind of stinky. Real fresh. Yeah. Right. So um also in hundred thousand people lined the streets of New York when they, they came through. Fans smashed windows as they tried to storm the building. To see him. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. people don't have anything else to do back then. I mean, and then I'm looking at these pictures of this is like a this is like a frenzy. There have they have videos. I put a link on our show links page so you can see a video of people lined up on the streets. And you know, this is the time where everybody has the same hat. <laughs> you know, and I it's mostly men that are just running around trying to get a good look. And it's like it's it's pretty intense. Like and you look at these photos of people trying to get a peek, and I'm wondering how many people actually care, or if was it just like I got to be there because everyone else is there. Yeah, the feeling yeah, of no, missing that makes out. Total sense. So the first FOMO, the first publication chip. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and it also just tells you the power of, of you know, the silent film to grab an audience. Like everybody wanted to be there because everybody was a fan because there was only one. That's person right. to be a fan. You know what I mean? Like the audio, there are so many or so fewer people to be fans of that, you know, everybody mm-hmm. knew who he was. Right. Versus today, any particular actor would have a specific audience, but not as wide and not as deep as, as somebody like Rudolph That's Valentino right. 100 years ago. That's Dawn, right. thank you for that yes. trip down memory lane. When we come back, Gwyneth Paltrow is courting the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> Very interesting. We'll find out why when we return right here on my... Give it at First Equity. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony are ready and waiting to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape all summer long. Summer road trip season is here. And basically, that means it's time to get the vehicle over to Thomas, the pros at Boulevard. So whether it's an oil change, scheduled maintenance, or something else, even if you just want them to kick the tires and make sure that you are in good shape for your summer road trip, they will get it done and better than most. In fact, with free courtesy cars, a car wash with every service, they're going to keep your car happy all summer long. So make an appointment today. It's super easy. You just head over to the website. I've done this many times. Whether it's scheduled maintenance or issues that I've had with my vehicle, you make that appointment online, they'll give you a confirmation and then a reminder. And then at some point after you drop off your car, they're going to tell you exactly what's going on with it. When you can pick it up, you'll pick it up. It's going to look great and drive great. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 107.1. We have to talk about Gwyneth. 
Gwyneth and not Gwyneth necessarily Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow and not necessarily Goop, but it is involved in this story a little bit. So apparently she's very rich. We know this because she has 250 million from Goop. Yeah, no, she's not not hurting. She lives in an area where other rich people live, which is a very exclusive part of um, Montecito, California. And um, she went to dinner with some celebrity couples. Now, news outlets are reporting that she is just trying to get closer to another royal because Gwyneth has a tendency to want to be associated with royals. Mm-hmm. I'll go back and just let's just step back and talk about who was at the dinner. Do you have well, a question? They, no, I was just going to say, I know that they had sushi back in May. With, yes. Uh, well, with Harry and Meghan. That's, is that that's, what we're talking yes, about? Yes, that's oh. what we're talking okay. about. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, Meghan, Prince Harry, Gwyneth, Brad Falchuk, her husband, Cameron Diaz, and Benji Madden. They had sushi together. Also in attendance was another super rich person, Bumble, the dating app that's really targeted for women because yeah. guys can't talk to you first. Very popular. You have to contact them. Bumble CEO Whitney Wolf and her husband Michael Hurd also attended. I remember um, at the time we talked about the idea that perhaps uh, Megan was going to be bringing back the Tig, right? Because that was her like like her own sort of mini goop or pre goop. Because I think it pre-goop. predated goop. Yeah. Well, or at least actually, it was- no. Goop was started in 2008, and uh, Megan started the TIG in 2016. Okay, while so she was, she was probably suits. influenced by Goop. But anyway, the thought was at the time, like maybe she's trying to like get back into that because now she's you know she's a, a working gal again. That Megan. That's right. So people were sort of talking about how in this article, how in in recent months there have been rumors that she's going to bring back Megan. I'm talking her lifestyle website. The TIG. So now that they had this dinner date, though, it seems like she was just asking advice from mm-hmm. Gwyneth. Yeah. Not like, I'm yeah. going to go toe to toe with you. No, 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 no. That she would Megan... be going to her. Yeah, that she would, because you're not going to just like, hey, I just want you to know I'm going to take you down. But that she would be asking Gwyneth because like, she, I'm sure she it? sees herself as like, that's that's the direction she would want to go to be this sort of lifestyle guru. Right, right. Now, brand. you probably are going to get, um, you're not going to get weird Father's Day gifts on Meghan Markle's uh, well, website. I wouldn't be too surprised. Okay, maybe she'll get not far enough her father. away. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I have a terrible image in my mind now. Great. Okay, never mind. Move All right, along. let's move along. So... This these articles wanted to point out that uh, Gwyneth in the past has she has ties to the British royal family, including King Charles. The Meghan has ties to I'm the sorry. British royal family. Gwyneth has ties to the British fa- uh, the or royal that's family. Meant. That's what I meant. King Gwyneth. Charles the Third and Prince Philip. How did she meet them? How you what are her ties wonder? to the yeah? Well, back in two thousand three, when she was in Shakespeare in Love. She performed uh, along with Joseph Fiennes at uh, her co-star in Shakespeare in Love at the Globe Theater. They did some monologues from Romeo and Juliet there. So it was a Shakespeare gala at the Globe Theater in London. And oh, and so King Charles was there. He was there, of course, and uh, Prince Philip was there. And she also became an ambassador after talking to them and cozying up to Charles and Philip. 
she's she later became an ambassador for um the prince's trust which is sliding doors it's a it's a um it's an organization that Prince Philip used to run. And, mm. you know, there are a lot of other celebrities involved with that, too, including like Mick Jagger and Elton John. So they also in 2006, they have pictures of Gwyneth and Sting pictured chatting with Charles and Camilla during one of these meetings. Um, and then again, she's meeting with another royal so they're just trying to make the distinction that she really wants to be friends with royals. And she's Not collecting the Sussexes. All. Yeah. Collecting them. Like you're a person that can be collected. By yeah, but I'm sure as a toy. I'm sure. Well, first of all, not surprising because, again, she's all about image and all about her brand. And what better thing to feather your fancy goop nest than with some ex-royals who, you know, like are super, like just of the moment. And again, they fit perfectly. They align perfectly with that whole lifestyle brand of goop, which is aspirational, right? Like, oh, yeah. I just want to be royal and have nice things. And, you know, it's a different business. level. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a different so I'm level not surprised. of celebrity. I'm not surprised at all. But also, um, I just feel like that's a, especially with Gwyneth, because she, she actually lived in the UK at one point. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So she has like... Because of Chris Martin. Yeah. So I feel like husband. she's got that sort of cultural connection She's like, too. listen, I, I can just... I can pretend to be this. <laughs> but um, there was another moment that people were really talking about. You know, this is obviously when Prince Philip was alive. But um, there was an event where Gwyneth... A lot of pictures were snapped with him... With um, Prince Philip, and she was chatting him up, and he had a real twinkle in his eye. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. He did love the ladies. He did love to talk to Gwyneth, and he's, you know, the pictures look like he's really enjoying himself, and she's holding court. Yeah. Having her personal conversation with him, just chatting with him like he's an old uncle. I doubt if that's the way he thought. No, that I'm sure I'm he's like, like an I'm old talking uncle. to this pretty lady, and I don't even know who she is. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, I, I just, I think it's a little silly. It's like they just went to dinner, and they're all rich, and they live in the same neighborhood, right? I don't know if yeah, there's I'm any sure. grand plan of, but they're trying oh, to God, say, like, you... whose connection, like, who called them up and said, do you want to go to dinner? Well, I'm sure they all have mutual friends because, again, the richer you are, the more successful you are, specifically those in the Hollywood subset, the small world. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I'm sure their mutuals were like, oh, my God, you totally have to, you know, you're practically neighbors with Harry and Meghan. You've got to have dinner with them. And I'm sure Harry and Meghan, because they are no strangers to hobnobbing with other, like there are just celebrities who like to pal around with other celebrities. Which makes sense. And then there are celebrities who just kind of keep to themselves and do their own thing. And I just think that the Sussexes are very much CNBC. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me that also Gwyneth Paltrow, because again, I think they're kind of in the same echelon of, you know, they have to, they have to have an image and a brand to make money now. Right. Right. And so who better to advise them on things? I wouldn't be surprised if soon they'll all be going out to dinner with Martha Stewart. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Right? Yes, they could combine forces and be a triad. Well, because, of, again, she, you know, 
That's what she does. Yeah. Although I think they're too fancy for her. Like Martha Stewart, weirdly, is a little more Kmart than they are. Is that after prison or? Yeah. Well, no, because remember, she wasn't literal Kmart. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like her brand. I'm just saying she has much more of a mass appeal than they do. Yeah. Martha Stewart is far more broadly appealing. Mm -hmm. I'm saying as a brand. Right. Not as a person or you know a human <laughs> that's because right she and she lives in connecticut like or completely, wherever you know wealthy beyond compare and lives in like a cloistered tower but <laughs> which is beautiful and i love to i want to go scroll to, through it on instagram yes. but but in terms of like the personality and the public facing side of her that she puts out there it's far more you know of the people than say Gwyneth Paltrow and Harry and Meghan. That's right. And then how do, you know, Gwyneth is friends with Cameron Diaz, and so they're always palling around anyway. And so she just came along for the ride with Benji Madden, who's probably going, I used to be a rock star, and now I'm sitting at this boring dinner (laughs) having sushi with my wife who doesn't work anymore. No shame on that. She just decided to not do acting anymore. But um, and then you've got the and then do you think that the um, the CEO of Bumble, they're probably I don't know how much money they make, but, you know, they're probably pretty happy to be dining with. I've never heard of CEOs not making tons of money. So and right. That's a highly popular app. Yeah. So they're just hanging out, having a good time. And they probably live all like down the street from each other. Um, so Cameron Diaz and uh, her husband, Benji Madden, they actually bought Portia de Rossi and Ellen DeGeneres' home. Mm. So In Montecito. That's correct. Oh, interesting. So, I did you not know, know that. Yes. And Oprah's not too far away. I mean, it's, you know, it's a very Tony neighborhood. Actually, I don't remember the name of the, because the, there's like a, it's not Montecito, but there's like a little enclave that's next to Montecito. Mm. I just can't remember the name of it, but I know it's like, even within the fancy community, they live in the ultra fancy part of Montecito. I just think about things like, what did they order? I think I need to go through the menu. Oh God, I bet it's very boring. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah Those it's people dust. don't eat good food. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, we know that Gwyneth eats bone broth for lunch. Speaking of food, it. we're not talking about bone broth when we come back. In fact, what we are talking about is ice cream. When we come back, a very simple question for you. We're going to get food court in session. Mike, put on your robe. And your wig. And your wig. Done. When we come back, which is better? Soft serve or hard serve? Do you call it hard serve? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going Soft to. Soft ice cream, now. hard ice cream. <laughs> Which do you like better when we come back right here on My Talk 1071?